WBNE. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Garland. And I'm Ethan Etchill. And today is Monday. And this is Bacon and Eggs. So Merry Christmas. And I can do this all day. Because today we're bringing you... Hawkeye! I'm gonna get out of bed and start my day. Cook up a breakfast of bacon and eggs. I won't check my phone till after my coffee. Ethan, they were talking about the first two episodes of Hawkeye because it's Tuesday and they came out on the same day, which is a Wednesday. Wednesday that they come out? Two of them did. Uh, You just confused yourself, I think. (laughs) I think I did. The first episode was called Never Meet Your Heroes, and the second episode was called called Hide and Seek. They were directed by Reese Thomas. came out on November 24th, uh, 2021, which is five days ago from this recording. Both of them got 100% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, but I just want to get kind of into it. I don't want to talk about critic reviews. I want to talk about we got new live-action MCU content. New live-action MCU content. We are back from the hellscape that was What If which I still have not seen a single second of. I uh, So we did put a tweet out saying that we would cover what if as like a, either we do it kind of like this or we do it as like a one-off episode. I want to tell the listener right now, I'm making no promises on that. Yeah, that may happen. It may not. There's more shows just, coming out. There's more movies coming out. We didn't factor Kanto things. is out this week, which would you have to watch for this week's featured review. But uh, let's get into Hawkeye, Ethan. Um, do either of these episodes deserve a 100%? Um, I mean, of like a, as a Rotten Tomatoes score, yes. I can see, yeah, okay, so I can see that everybody having a favorable review. Right, like, I can see everybody in the world being like, this is, a, this is at least a six. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as, like, is it a 100%er, well, one... It does have a 100%er facet to it that I think we it's kind of an elephant in the room. Haley Steinfeld is in the show. Yeah. Which which does make it an automatic 100%. Well, it doesn't make it an automatic 100. Tyler, you're a little bit more infatuated with old, old Haley Steinfeld than I am. My wife and I are not often ones to like discuss to, this to, is just like to thirst to, to like thirst and talk about like celebrities we find attractive. Like, it's just not part of our relationship. I have no problem with people talking about this. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But recently she was like, I have a celebrity crush on Pete Davidson. And without missing a beat, I was like, I have a crush on Haley Steinfeld. (laughs) I've been waiting for an opportunity to say this out loud. (laughs) I think everybody has a little bit of a celebrity crush on Pete Davidson. Well, yeah, I don't think that counts. Yeah. He's he's something, man. He... uh, the Jonas Brothers roast, he cracked me up. I was watching that for a solid like 10 minutes before I realized it was not an SNL bit. No, it's it's, it's a roast. Yeah, like a Comedy Central roast. Yeah. But like Keenan opened everything and then Pete Davidson stood up. And I was like, and there's three people getting roasted. I was like, what? Yeah, gee, I wonder where they go for popular improv comedians to roast the Jonas Brothers. The Saturday Night Live cast seems like a pretty good opportunity. Anyway, pretty yeah, Haley Steinfeld's bet. in this. Uh, this is this is Hawkeye. This is Hawkeye the TV show. Um, this is good, I would say. It's not great. This is what I was expecting from all of the MCU shows. Yeah, yeah. This is very low stakes. It's like Clint Barton's like, I got to get, man, I got to get my suit back. 
And Kate Bishop is like, I hate my new stepdad. He's hiding something. He's hiding something. He's a secret master fencer. He is a red herring. And yeah, it's like, yeah, Kate Bishop, you're like a master level assassin and you're 22. And your mom doesn't think that's weird. Yeah. Also, the CGI on the Ronin sword, I can't handle it. Well, it's okay. There's a dog. There is a one-eyed dog. Yeah, there's a cool Uh, dog. Um, What else? There's a, a, like a jab at Hamilton early on. Yeah. And then, and then freaking Hawkeye was like, actually, Ant-Man wasn't there. Uh, excuse me, Hawkeye. Did you not watch the freaking MCU? Yes, he was. At the Battle of New York? Yes. No. Yes. No. Have you seen Endgame? Yes. Ant-Man was there. Yeah, okay, but not in The Avengers. Yeah, but he was there. Okay, but not in The Avengers. He says, that's America's ass. Okay, but not in The Avengers. Well, in The Avengers 4, Avengers Endgame, he was there. Yeah, but like not at the battle. I mean, say what you will. Maybe when they went back in time, Ant-Man. Not to the point where he gets to do a cool knee slide across the front of the stage at the end of the song. I actually could not follow a lot of what was going on on the stage, if I'm being totally honest with you. Yeah, well, I Uh, think that's the point. Yeah. Uh, I do know that it's like, not really I, a dig at Hamilton. I thought it was. I thought it was like, man, can you imagine if the founding fathers had to watch this? I mean, I think it's just a dig at media. Yeah. Like you're very, they're, they're showing us like, wow, they will do and they will bastardize our experience for any reason. It's just, it's to show that Clint is out of, out of, um, not out of favor, but like he doesn't want to be a superhero anymore. He just wants to be a regular guy. He wants to be regular dad Clint. Honestly, this is the content I wanted from these MCU shows when I went into it is like the everyday lives of the B-list Avengers. I would argue that Clint is the most A-list Avenger we've gotten a show for so far. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess, but like he's still... I guess, I, hold on, I guess Falcon... No. Bucky was in a title. Yeah. So he would But he's be not an most... Avenger. Well, I mean. Well. Well. You know. Um. Who worked for Hydra? Shield was Hydra. Well. Yeah, I don't whatever. Bucky Barnes sucks until the show. It's fine. Um but yeah, this is this is what I was expecting from these shows. Like, not, not sitcom related grief trauma. I not the end of the world seventeen hundred thousand million times. I cannot not institutional fathom. racism. Not there's anything wrong with any of those things. Like they're just they're very different shows. They've all been very different shows. Yes, and this is like street thugs. Yeah. Oh man, they you got really doubled for that. down. You got some hate for that diet MCU content uh, tweet. I was right. You were this right. This is diet MCU. It is diet MCU. This is zero calories, some of the flavor. 
but it's diet MCU. Like, listen, it's the it's like diet Dr Pepper, the best diet MCU because it's got Haley Steinfeld in it. I think this has still the, f- this has the flavor more than Falcon and the Winter Soldier had the flavor. Honestly, disagreed. No, I think this has the flavor. This is real like Iron Man three vibes. Falcon and the Winter Soldier plays out exactly like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the movie. Okay, and that didn't have MCU vibes. So people say, I feel like it did. Plays out just like Civil War. Which had... ru- yeah, I mean, but it doesn't, though. <laughs> sure it did. It's got, like, the super soldier serum. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. And? I'm Johnny Walker. Just, just John. I'm a racist. What do you think about this? You're not saying I, anything. You're just making noises. I liked, no, I did like it. I really did. And and when I think about this show compared to the others, I want to, I don't want to, but I also feel like I should be able to go into like theory mode about like, oh, what do I think is going to happen tomorrow on Hawkeye? And this one, more than the others, seems to be just like a page for page adaptation of the Kate Bishop comic. And I only say that because I follow Haley Steinfeld on Instagram. And she was like, look at these frames we took f- directly from the comics. Hmm. I don't know anything about Kate Bishop. Um, me neither. But so like, I don't know. In my mind, this is extremely low stakes. I have no idea what I would even theorize. I know that when he said that's the sweatsuit mafia, I was like, ha, funny the track joke. Suit mafia? Then, track Sir, suit mafia? The tracksuit mafia? I was like, ha, that's a hilarious joke. And then they kept saying it. And like those guys were calling themselves tracksuits. And I was like, oh, I hate everything about this joke. This has gone on way too long. I Uh, disagree. Really? Yeah, they're just they're just thugs, man. They're just New York street thugs. Do you think this is the kind of stuff Spider-Man should be involved with? Right. So that's where I get in to my theory brain. This is where Daredevil makes an appearance. Daredevil is decanonized. Then they bring him back. I don't think they're going to do that. Cox. Are you freaking kidding me? Yes, they are. I don't think he's they would have decanonized it if they weren't going to if they were going to bring him back. No. No, 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 no. With Spider-Man coming out, if Willem Dafoe is canon, Charlie Cox is canon. Okay. But he may not be canon to Earth 616, but all you got to do is halfway through the show be like, oh, by the way, the universe broke open because the new Spider-Man movie came out. But Daredevil is a lawsuit Cox. property. Like, what? they're not trying to win Daredevil back. What? What are you like, talking about? Nobody's out there being like, oh, man, boy, I sure do wish Daredevil was still a Marvel thing. Yes, they are. No, they're not. This is like the like I would say most often when I hear people talking about Spider-Man, they're talking about obviously Toby and Andrew. And then they're like, also, Peter's going to need an attorney to deal with this defamation thing. And then he's going to get Charlie Cox playing Daredevil to represent him in court because he's poor. I guarantee like the fact that you're not aware of this is mind blowing to me. I see these theories everywhere. I don't I haven't seen a single one of these. Why would I I don't look up theories. I don't look them up either, but I just opened TikTok and Jay Stoobs is looking at me with her with her eyebrows. Oh, I'm not on Marvel TikTok in any way. No disrespect to Jay Stoobs. I love you, Jay Stoobs, but she's like, Hey, 
Charlie Cox is going to be in. She talks out of the side of her mouth. Charlie Cox is going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, everybody in the entire world is going to be in Spider-Man No Way Home. Haven't you heard? I'm in it. You're in it. I, well, We're all actually, in it. Believe it or not, we are. The Daily Bugle has a TikTok account that is canon that you can interact with. Yeah, exactly. Everybody in the world is in this movie. It's got uh, Betty Brant, like young, blonde, high schooler Betty Brant, and J. Jonah Jameson are running the account. They're really trying their absolute best to make me not want to see this movie. Uh, I don't know if you're going to get a chance to because tickets are sold out. Well, that sucks. I... I like honestly at no point during the Spider-Man hype train have I been like I've got to see it. Yeah, I mean I want to see it. I'm not dying. I wish I was. I wish I was excited about it as everybody else. I mean I'm excited about it, but like I I'm not. I think my days of being like oh man I got to go to the midnight premiere or I'm gonna lose my mind are over. What would you go to the midnight premiere for? What movie could come out right now that you'd be like I've got to go to the midnight premiere? Well, I mean, there's, there's flat out, there's no movie that's going to come out that is going to, in the age of, I just like pay a monthly fee to Regal and I get to use my movie tickets whenever I want. There's no world in which I could be like, oh, I'm going to pre-buy my movie tickets. So if they came out right now and were like, Ryan Johnson's Star Wars episode 10. Yeah. I mean, it just wouldn't occur to me to try to buy tickets ahead of time. Interesting. Like, I saw all the things that were like, oh, Spider-Man tickets are sold out. And I was like, oh, shucks. I didn't oh, think God, that was a thing. To, it didn't to occur to me that days. that could happen, right? Like, I did forget that tickets could sell out. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that was the thing. Is like, and, and at that point, I was just like, oh, I don't, I so, guess I don't care. <laughs> I took my like, niece I'll see to it. see, uh, I took my niece to see Encanto this weekend, which I'm very excited for you and me to review. Very excited. Okay, this is the second time you brought up Encanto in in a, a thing where we're talking about a whole different property. No, it's about it's about uh, sold out. Okay, and when it was over, she's young enough that she was like, "Oh my god, I loved it so much! I'm gonna download it on Disney Plus." And I was like, "You can't do that." And she was like, "What do you mean? Surely I can just you know I'll ask my mom to pay for the premium access and I'll I'll just watch it." Wow. And I was like, no, it's not the ignorance of today's youth. It's not available. Like you have to wait. You, like if you want to see it again, you have to go to the movie theater. And she was like, no, I'll check Disney plus. And I, I was right. And she was like, this is stupid. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to explain this to you. This is how movies work. Yeah. That's I, a real, like, that's a real uh, Disney adult attitude to have. And I don't like it. What it is? doesn't taste good to me. What is her is just assuming it's going to be on Disney plus. She's eight. I don't care. Like nobody should assume that this is a Disney people <laughs> thing. Y'all need to check your privilege at the door and then throw it away. No, she's allowed to not understand how movies work. It's been two years. She was six when this whole thing started. Okay. And I feel like you're being a little harsh to the six-year-old. No, because there are, are uh, real-life adults that feel the same way about this. I mean, I I would love it if Encanto was... If it was available for premium access, I would get it. Sheep. You sheep. I'm not a sheep. You are a sheep. You are the sheep. No, I'm not. You already paid money to see it. Yeah. 
I'd pay money to see it again. I at will the probably, movie theater. I will probably pay money to see it again at the movie theater. Yeah, uh, at the movie theater. Clint Barton, hot guy. I also keep calling the show hot guy in my mind. Hot guy, yeah. Um, I have a friend so, on Twitter who goes by, like his, his Twitter name is hot guy. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, Clint has really never been my favorite Avenger, but he's also not like my least favorite Avenger. Like I didn't like Bucky Barnes, right? But like I just don't care about Clint Barton. Mm-hmm. Like, where are you at with this series then? I I very much enjoyed the first two episodes. I thought they were fantastic. They were they were so low stakes and Christmassy that I was it was exactly what I needed today. It was fun. Um, did you like the part where he catches a Molotov cocktail and throws it back? I did. I did. Uh, there was a a weird the weird scene with the bell tower. Uh, Kate's friends are really, really, really bad actors. And yes. I was like, oh my God, is the whole series going to be like this? And it wasn't. But they were like, Kate, you better not blow up the bell tower. You're going to get us in trouble. And I was like, holy hell. I didn't like how little trouble she got in for that. Well, I mean, she's rich. I, I, yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, she comes I mean, home and her mom she... is like, listen, I'm going to make this go away, but I'm not happy about it. You have to learn at some point that you're not invincible because you're rich. I thought that was a great line. Uh, yeah. When when they just straight up were like, you know, rich people think they're invincible and young people think they're invincible. And you've always been both. I was like, oh, man, that's a. That's that was a, a that was a that was a dinger. That was a zinger yeah. right there. You got her good. Yeah. A little bit of exposition in that as well for us to be like, oh, so they, there was no downtime. They always had money. They always this had money, yeah. She didn't have to make her own wealth after the husband died. They stayed rich. No, I, she made her own wealth after the husband died. But she never was at a point of like not rich. That's like the like, oh, Jeff Bezos started Amazon in his garage. It's like, no, he moved to Seattle and paid for a lawyer. That's things poor people can't do. Yeah. Well, I mean, for sure. But they were going to lose the house because the husband was a deadbeat. Was he? I mean, that was the first scene. It's been three days. in. A, in a, so a uh, here's here's my thing. Uh, my interpretation of this <coughs> is that Ma Bishop preyed on the citizens of New York after the Battle of New York. She's a bad guy. Yeah, she's a bad guy for sure. Yeah. But she's she might be a, a an MCU level bad guy, but she's like a like a real bad guy. Yeah, because she works in she she owns a security company, right? Yeah, and she made all her money after the Battle of New York. So you think she that went sucks to, the to me? That's that sucks. She thinks she went to the people of New York and was like, "Man, wouldn't it suck if aliens came again?" Yeah, give me all your money. Yeah, exactly. And clearly, since she can just triangulate the phone call, since Kate Bishop, the owner's daughter, can triangulate the phone call using company security from her phone in the back of a cab. <laughs> a phone call that's not actively going on, she can triangulate. Yeah. Uh, Ma Bishop's a bad guy. What for is, sure. What does Seamus call that? A plot? He doesn't say, like, plot device. He says plot convenience, I think is what he plot calls it. Plot convenience, yeah. I don't, I don't think what, it is. A, I don't think it is a plot convenience, though. I think it's a clue. Oh, I just so like, yeah. So the black market auction. 
No shot that Ma Bishop didn't know about the black market auction. Well, yeah, she sent. Because she, she was on the phone and she's just like, oh, no, Kate, I'm sorry. There were explosions in a black market auction. How dare we? Shucks. Glad you're cool, Shucks though. Um, see you later. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Lilas. I will say it was a real crime that they burned Kate Bishop's apartment. That was a cool. That pad. was cool. That was a cool pad for a, a 22 year old to a have rich 20 in New York. It's like a joke that a like a that she had to have a an apartment that crappy. Yeah, that is also was the kind of apartment that they would have on like a How I Met Your Mother TV show, where they're like, "Yeah, I'm a part time substitute teacher. This is my New York City apartment." Exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, it's so we're following a pattern here with the MCU shows where the first one was like, "This is going to be a total retro mind bender," and the second one is going to be like, "This takes place in present day." And deals with, like, income inequality. And then the third one was like, this is going to be a total retro mind bender. And the fourth one's like, this is going to be present day and deals with income inequality from the other side. Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a Straw Hat Goofy pointed out, I thought this was interesting, that, like, Glint Barton doesn't have to pay for his Chinese <sighs> food. Yeah. Uh, but Falcon but can't get a loan. Sam can't get a loan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to be fair... Hawkeye, and I think we're going to deal with this, is Hawkeye was an original six Avenger. Correct. I mean, there's definitely and, and there's definitely a it. racial motivation as well uh, from the Falcon side. But yeah, uh, Hawkeye is that his 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 crux is going to be his fame. Clearly, he doesn't yes. want it. That's why we see him in Rogers, the musical where he is uncomfortable with the, the depiction of himself. Yeah. Do you think any of them would have been comfortable with the depiction of themselves? No. <laughs> you don't think Tony would have? No. I think like Iron Man 2 Tony would have. But yeah, I, he gets the PTSD from that day. That right? day, like yeah. He, he, he uh, commits from the genocide Battle of New York, against yeah. the Chitari. Yeah. <laughs> like single-handedly kills an army. <laughs> yeah. So no, I don't think Iron Man 3 Tony or post that Tony would be stoked. I can do this all day. God, that song sucked. <laughs> you didn't like it? No. A lot of people didn't like it. I mean, it's clearly like, they're trying to be like, oh, this is a bad musical. Yeah. This is Spider-Man Into the Dark. Uh, turn off the dark. Turn off the dark. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Have you seen it? No, no one's seen it. <laughs> it's been on the on the way. Yeah, for like a year. Yeah, so like a year's worth of people saw it. That's not that many. <laughs> I guess so. I'm gonna do a high school production of it. I'm gonna get. You're not. My, it's, my people local. die. People died. Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Like Spider Man, like died on stage. I believe so. Yeah. Or is no like way. permanently paralyzed. Daniel Radcliffe is Spider-Man. No, I mean, at this point, if they were going to make that into a movie, they would just use Andrew Garfield. The singing, dancing. Who just learned to sing. Roman. Yeah. I think he already knew how to sing. He did not. No? 
No, this is what I've been doing, I guess, while you're listening to Jay Stubes talk about Charlie Cox is learning that Andrew Garfield couldn't sing. Oh, I thought it was like I could have swore I read an article that was like, yeah, on the first day when when he showed up, Lynn Manuel was like, you can sing. What the hell, man? No, he learned to sing for the role. Hey, can uh, uh, Lynn Manuel learn to sing for a role for once? Uh, apparently not. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, they they have the same massage therapist. And Lynn was like, hey, you know Andrew Garfield, right? He can sing, right? And the massage therapist was like, yeah, totally, obviously. And then, like, called Andrew Garfield and was like, hey, I told Lin-Manuel Miranda that you can sing. And Andrew Garfield was like, oh, I guess I should learn to sing then. I always forget. That he's British? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he does the, the social network. He does the social network, yeah. Yeah, where he's like, where Justin Timberlake's like, check the masthead. Your name's not on it. And he's like, not me, not Hermione. Yo. 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 He's plugged in. He can't hear you. Then he grabs him. What a great scene. You plugged in now? What a great scene. My name's on the masthead. Anyway, Andrew Garfield, not in this. Spider-Man, not in this. Not maybe. Not in this. Maybe. So far, not in this. So far, not in this. I Yelena Belova, not in this. So far. So far, not in this. She is on IMDb like the top build cast. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought that was just a rumor. Uh, I mean, it could. I don't know how IMDb works, but yeah, on IMDb, she's like in the top four. Weird. Or was the other day. Hawk. Which does make Hawkeye a clear 100%er because I do want to reiterate Haley Steinfeld and Florence Pugh are in this. If Florence Pugh's actually in it. Yeah. Okay. Four episodes. Look at that. So she should be introduced this week. I just breathed into the microphone and I, listener, if you heard it, I'm uncomfortable for you. Yeah, if she's in four episodes, she 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 is apparently in episode three. So. Have you watched Scarlet, not Scarlet Witch, have you watched Black Widow yet since it came out? I mean, I saw it for the show. No, I know, but have you seen it like on Disney Plus? No. Me neither. But I thought maybe you were going to be like, yeah, I, I revisited. Fantastic. Nope. Nope. I have not revisited any of them. I keep, uh, when I was up for Thanksgiving, this would happen where we're in this rhythm in my life where we're on vacation. When we're on vacation, uh, Finn is not really sleeping well outside of his crib. No, He's not no. really sleeping well in his crib. But like when he's outside of his crib, he's really not sleeping well. Poor fella. And I know he's got it rough being a baby. Um, and so at like three, he'll wake up and Emily will take him and like feed him or try to put him to sleep. But he really won't go to bed. And then at six, she has to feed him. And then she'll wake me up and say, hey, Finn's still not asleep. Can you, you know, take him? Yeah. And so what's happening is like 6.15, I will be up 
and nobody else will, which is when I watched Hawkeye. Yeah. Uh, but that, ha- you know, we were gone for like four days. Hawkeye took one day. So every morning I was like, you know what? I should watch Shang-Chi right now. That movie's so good. I liked it a lot. I don't really have to. Th- I'm not like, I have to watch a new thing. Right. You know what I didn't do any of those mornings? Watch Shang-Chi. Watch Shang-Chi. Which I'm really upset about. So I like this show better than Eternals, but not as much as Shang-Chi. I don't like this better than Eternals. That's so wild. I really liked Eternals. Eternals was so mid. Stop saying mid. Why? Because that's mid, okay? That's You're not that guy. Okay. Back off, pal. You're not that guy. Okay, bud. Sure thing. What do you mean mid? I mean it's 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 mid tier. It's okay. It's fine at best. I really liked it. I just don't know what you like that much about it. I really don't. It's, I, don't know. It's, I liked the character. I like the way they interact. I got. I I can barely remember anything about it. Same, but I can barely remember anything about anything. I can remember more about Dune. I can remember nothing. I can remember about more about Dune. Dune. I at least Dune had cool bagpipes. Nope, forgot that. Yeah, Dune had really cool bagpipes. Uh, I know. I think I Dune can had Oscar Isaac moment. in it. Oscar Isaac. I, as long as we're talking about guys that have like a streak of gray in their hair, Oscar Isaac is way cooler than Richard Madden. A hundred percent agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Way cooler than Richard Madden. Uh, yeah, this is this is no Black Widow. This is no Shang Chi. But I think that's okay. Like I like this. I like the where this sits. Right. Yeah. Like this gets like a like a six out of six for execution. Right. Like degree of difficulty not very high, but nailing the marks. Right. Yes. Like it's not going for a quad quadruple axle, but it also doesn't fall. If Tanya Harding was in this show, would it be better? No. She is not an actor. She is not an actor. <laughs> if Margot Robbie was in this show doing literally anything, it would be better. It would be. Uh, that would be the trifecta, I think. If you got Florence Pugh, Haley Steinfeld, and uh, Margot Robbie. I'll All tell you, man, you, I know that you think Haley Steinfeld is the bee's knees, the bumblebee's knees, but like she would be so outclassed in that conversation. <laughs> no, I don't think so. They all have a Oscar nom, right? I guess. Was Margot Robbie? Yeah, she got it for uh, uh, the Fox movie, um, Bombshell, right? I have no idea what Margot Robbie's Oscar credits look like off the top of my head. Best supporting actress and best actress. Um, she won for what? No, nominated for Best Actress for Atanya, obviously. Supporting yeah. Actress for Bombshell, obviously. Um, did Haley win? She didn't win, right? She was nominated for True Grit. Yeah, but she was also a tiny child in a Coen Brothers movie. Yes, in 2011. Yeah, like... <laughs> she hasn't exactly been doing high cinema since then. Uh, she's Emily Dickinson. In what? Dickinson. What is that? It's an Apple TV Plus show. Is it out? Yeah, it's like they finished three seasons. Oh, never heard of it. Edge of 17. Uh, 
She is a voice. She was in freaking Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, what else? Between Two Ferns, the movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, look, there's no there's no I, Tanya in there. There's no Midsummer in there. No, it's coming, though. Maybe. There's a lot of extremely talented young females out there right now. I know. Uh, oh, what is 10,000 Saints? That's got to be when she was particularly young. We uh, will see what we'll, we'll see how she stacks up against old flow. Do you, you know who was in 10,000 Saints? I don't know anything about 10,000 Saints. Uh, it's top build cast includes Haley Steinfeld, Asa Butterfield, and none other than Ethan Hawke. Oh, that guy, my mortal enemy. Yeah. 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. Probably not fantastic. Probably not that great. Yeah. What was your favorite part? I don't, I've forgotten how to do these things completely. It's been so long since we did TV uh, show coverage. What was your favorite part about this? These, these, and I hate that we're doing two episodes. I really like, I mean, I really like Kate Bishop. I like her character. I like that she's yeah. excited about the Avengers. I like that she's like super disappointed with, uh, everything Hawkeye. Yeah. And I like grumpy dad Clint a lot. Yeah. It's just like, I can't believe I have to walk around New York city, picking up after this child. again. Do you need my keys? No, obviously not. I'm a master assassin. Why would I need your keys? Why would I need? Yeah. Come on. God, just stay here. You and your one eyed dog. So good. Yeah. He does the Um, role. Great. I've never had an issue with Jeremy Renner playing this role. Like this I've, is so I've always enjoyed his performance. You. This is the most surprising thing you've said today. What? I would be under the distinct impression that you hate Jeremy Renner. No. Do you listen to Jeremy Renner music? No. I didn't know there was Jeremy Renner music. Yeah, he like wrote songs for Jeep commercials. Oh. Yikes. It's not good. I haven't seen a whole lot of things Jeremy Renner's been in. I, I from what I understand, he's like a pretty stand-up guy. Um, I don't think he does stand-up, but that would be wild. Um, but like, I just don't particularly care for Clint Barton in general. Like, I don't really know why he has continued to be such a huge part of the MCU. I yeah, that's that's kind of my thing as well. Is like this show needs to give him reason to like this like you have overstayed your welcome and this show is your chance to like, earn it and that's the thing is like i get where they're coming from with the show because like there are so many people like hawkeye is my favorite avenger and if you haven't read the comics like i don't think that that gets to be true until now i still don't th- i mean two episodes in i don't think it gets to be true no i mean like uh, but that's the point of the show right is it's supposed to sell you on hawkeye right that's what i'm saying and I don't yeah. think it will. I th- like so far. I'm not sold on Hawkeye. I'm more sold. On, I I tr- I really enjoyed this. I think this is a very charming show. I'm more sold on Hawkeye. I'm less sold on Hawkeye. Hold on. How do I phrase this? Episode Real one. Of, episode one Go of the ahead. Falcon and the Winter Soldier did more for Bucky Barnes for me than this did for Hawkeye. But it still definitely moved the needle. I would agree with that. Yeah. So like if I went, if maybe, maybe I went in the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier from like zero to 50 
on Bucky Barnes. But in this episode, in these two episodes, I went from like maybe 40 to 60 on Clint Barton. I feel that. Um, do you think Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld have talked about the 2011 Oscars when they were both nominated for actor or actress in a supporting role? Um, I have no idea. What was Jeremy Renner nominated for? Uh, he's two nominations, both for uh, no, sorry, one for leading uh, in the Hurt Locker and one for supporting ah. in, the, in the town. I could not have told you that Jeremy Renner was in either of those movies. Uh, me neither. I have seen both uh, of those movies. A lead actor in the Hurt Locker. Well, Hurt Locker is a war movie. Uh, I will say. Yeah, I would say the same thing that like, I, I mean, I liked Buggy Barnes more than you did, but um, yeah, I this definitely raised my stock a little bit on Clint Barton. I will say that like Kevin Feige has just insisted to the audience, like has never sold me on the relationship between Clint and Nat. Yeah. And the friendship. It's just been like, oh, by the way, they're best friends. And like. Anytime they're on screen away from each other, they're like, oh, that's my best friend, Clint and slash or Nat, depending upon which one I am. Uh, yeah. What I really need is like a TV, a Marvel TV show called like the Hawk and the Spider. Yeah. Where we learn about Budapest. Yeah. Well, we're never going to get that because one Scarlett Johansson ain't never coming back. Yeah. Uh, and. Two. I just don't think like I've never liked that they insisted on this. And when they brought it up in the first episode of this, when they were like, I know you miss Nat. I was like, shut up. You can't even get her back. She's not coming back to the series. So just shut up. Let's talk about something else for once. Well, and they talked about it at the very beginning and then didn't mention it again. So Jeremy Renner is married to Leah Cardellini in this show. Can we do Linda. something with that? Linda, Linda. Card Linda Cardinelli. That's what I said. You said Leah Cardellini. I want to be clear with you. This show has Haley Steinfeld. It has everybody in the world in it. Everybody that I like. <laughs> Although, uh, honestly, I didn't recognize her at first, and I thought it was Sarah Silverman. Like, when I she started talking, I thought it was Sarah Silverman. And I was like, that's a bold choice. No, I, I didn't think it was Sarah Silverman, but I will say, when I was watching it, I had no recollection whatsoever as to who uh, Linda Cardellini was. And then I was looking at the credits for the show and I was like, she was in that. And yeah. She's I, Laura Bishop. Learned. Yeah. Yeah. Not Laura Bishop, she, Laura Barton. She's been in a bunch of stuff. So yeah, we got these two, uh, these two Katniss Everdeen's going to battle against, uh, Against the tracksuit mafia. And I guess we'll see what, what happens. Yeah, I mean, there's not really like a story going on yet, particularly. There's and a lot of setup in the first two episodes. And there'll be a new character introduced. I can see why they put them together. Yeah. Well, I think of that first episode, I'm almost certain that they brought it to Kevin Feige and they were like, huh? What do you think of that cliffhanger, man? It's really going to hook people. And he was like, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> But they're they're episode one and two are by the same director, and the next episode is not. Ooh! So that makes me think that they were like always gonna be a a, a one and two. Do you? I think with this cast, 
truthfully, I believe James Cunt, James Gunn would have been a worthwhile director choice. Um, just one episode. Well, maybe he will be. Oh, is that not revealed? Oh, I have no idea. I didn't oh. look. You, you had stuff pulled up, but that's all I got to talk about on Hawkeye. Do you have any final thoughts? I do not. We'll be back um, next Monday with with more Hawkeye. Except we won't be back next Monday because I have a, I can't record next Monday or Sunday. So we'll be back we'll at some point. We record on Wednesday or Thursday or Friday. Uh, that's true. We can't record Friday. <laughs> okay, you're right. I cannot do that either. I also can't play D and D this week. This doesn't affect the listener, but it does affect you. But it's uh, because we'll be together. It's yeah. It's because well, we won't be together Sunday night. You're right. Maybe I can play D&D. I can't. What are you doing? I'll be in Richmond. Getting ready for the for the Sea Anal Club? No. There's a show the night before that I'm going to. Hmm. We'll have fun. Anyway, yeah, so you. this episode, the next episode will be out at some point. We, maybe. And, uh, but on Thursday of this week, we are reviewing Encanto. Uh, so if you haven't seen it yet... Uh, you can join the Facebook group and leave yeah. a review. Blah blah blah. Go see it's it. It's a new we Disney movie about a girl whose house is sad. Casita. Yeah. I don't have any idea what it's about. I just know that her house gets sad. I hope you like it. I'm sure I will. I'm gonna go see it after work tomorrow. Fun. Anyway, that's all I got today. Um, this has been Bacon and Eggs, a production of WBNE Podcast Network. Our music is by Sam C. Jones, and our graphics are by Vishon Brandon. Um, and that's been Tyler Carlin. I've been Ethan Chill. Until next time, Bye.